This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. All is lost. Look at the power of this water. And heartbreak for the first lady of country music. The man holding on for dear life is Loretta Lynn's ranch foreman. Then, the show did not go on. Seek shelter for your safety. Barry Manilow was just about to sing I Made It Through the Rain. I can't smile And cowering in pain, awaiting life-saving COVID treatment at the library. I was fighting for my life. Plus, 165 days on a ventilator at death's door after contracting COVID. It's nothing short of a miracle that he's here. Plus, mocking America. The Taliban photo, copying the iconic image from World War II. Mocking our troops in our gear. Then, uh, forget anything? Did New York Governor Andrew Cuomo really leave his dog behind on his last day in office? And... The high-strung runaway horse. She went that away. What the hell? Plus, the daughter who can't stop annoying her mom. Mom. What? Mom. What? Mom. What? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. They are still trying to figure out what hit them just west of Nashville, where heavy rains caused a deadly flash flood that seemed to come out of nowhere. While the national news was focusing on Hurricane Henri here in the Northeast, at least 22 people were killed by a wall of water that rushed through. One of the victims was a close friend of country music legend Loretta Lynn, who today says she's heartbroken. Hurricane Henri made his presence known in the Northeast, but down south, there were scenes of utter devastation. 22 are dead and dozens are still missing after the small town of Waverly, Tennessee was blindsided by flash flooding unrelated to the Henri weather pattern. 17 inches of rain fell in 24 hours, a record for the state. Among the dead, this man, seen desperately clutching a beam before he was swept away to his death. He turns out to be Loretta Lynn's ranch foreman. The first lady of country music says she is heartbroken. With the heaviest of hearts, we are saddened to report that our beloved foreman, Wayne Spears, did not survive being swept up in the floodwaters, she posted. And these adorable twins were swept out of their father's arms and killed. A woman cries as she watches the once unimaginable, her neighbor's homes floating away. <laughs> Nelly, come here. <laughs> There's a doctor's office over there. It's all destroyed inside. This guy can't believe what he's seeing. He crossed the culvert here, another upside down vehicle. 
As the water rose, one woman thought she and her family would be safe on the roof of their home. She's videotaping and taking stock of what she's lost so far. My 2014 Nissan, the motorhome, obviously you can see, but the rest of it's somewhere behind them trees or somewhere way down the creek. No warning. It just happened so fast, it was like a tidal wave. Here in the Northeast, Henri threatened to become the first hurricane in 30 years to make landfall in New England. But when it hit, it was downgraded to a tropical storm, and the region dodged a bullet. Still, Henri is leaving a big impact. Streets were flooded in New York City. Just look at this mess. And what was supposed to be a concert celebrating the reemergence of New York City may have been more of a metaphor for just how we're actually not done with COVID. Just as Barry Manilow was in the middle of one of his signature songs, Hurricane Henri brought it all to a screeching halt. Here's Stephen Fabian. It was supposed to be a celebration of New York City's resilience. Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen, and other huge names were set to headline a massive concert before 60,000 fans in Central Park. It was nationally broadcast on CNN. I can't smile but at 7.37 p.m., as Barry Manilow took the stage, Mother Nature had other plans. You can see this guy telling the band to stop the music. Then came the announcement. Due to approaching severe weather, all persons should move quickly and calmly to the nearest exit. Please seek shelter for your safety. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio addressed the crowd. Move to someplace safe because of thunder and lightning, and then we're going to bring the concert back for your safety. Concert goers evacuated. The concert here on the Great Lawn was canceled officially because of dangerous lightning, but it turned out to be a rainstorm of historic proportions as more rain fell here in Central Park in a single hour than ever before since record keeping began back in the 1800s. Saturday night's concert is reminding many of that legendary 1983 Diana Ross performance in Central Park during a torrential downpour. Are we still even on the air? Anderson Cooper and co-host Chloe Malas were left to fill a lot of time, not knowing when or if the concert might resume, prompting Stephen Colbert to phone in. I am watching historic broadcasting right now. I, I am enjoying this moment of you killing time. Uh, you are spinning straw into gold. Official word came down at 1027. It is official. It's not happening. Please seek shelter for your safety. Proof of vaccination was required to attend the concert. It was a staggering photo, a woman laying on the ground at her local library, stricken with COVID-19, hoping to be treated with antibodies. That photo has been seen around the world. And now the woman is talking with Megan Alexander about her ordeal. We're hearing today from the woman in that shocking image sprawled out on the floor of a public library that was converted into a COVID treatment clinic in hard hit Jacksonville, Florida. I was fighting for my life. Toma Dean was standing in line, waiting her turn for the monoclonal antibody treatment Regeneron when she says she simply couldn't stand any longer. First, she sat on the floor, then she laid down. I knew that if I didn't lay there, on that floor and rest that I was going, I was not going to make it to the treatment. And that was 
my last chance before someone possibly put me on a ventilator. Toma has been battling COVID for two weeks. She says she had just come from the ER where a doctor told her Regeneron was her best chance at beating the virus. As you're talking right now, it's difficult for you, isn't it? What, what are you feeling right now? This morning I woke up and I thought, I actually can walk more than five feet without screaming and telling my family I'm running out of air. Regeneron is proving to be an effective drug against COVID, but the FDA today is warning people not to take another drug, which has been touted by some unreliable sources as a cure. The anti-parasitic drug, ivermectin, which is commonly used as a dewormer for cows and horses. You are not a horse. You are not a cow, the FDA warned on Twitter today. Seriously, y'all, stop it. In Mississippi, 70% of the calls to the state's poison hotline are from overdoses of ivermectin. The drug has been touted by some Fox News personalities. We know that our FDA has in many ways failed us by not allowing for the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, both of which are used around the world to reduce COVID hospitalizations and deaths. Please don't do that. Don't go to your feed store and get ivermectin and use it. It does not help, despite what you've seen or heard on the internet. Meanwhile, actress Hilary Duff revealed today that she has come down with a breakthrough case of COVID. Bad headache, no taste or smell, Duff wrote on Instagram. Sinus pressure, brain fog, happy to be vaxxed. As you probably heard today, the FDA granted full approval to the Pfizer COVID vaccine for anyone 16 years and older. It is hoped that that eagerly awaited decision will ease vaccine hesitancy. More than 80 million eligible Americans remain unvaccinated. Now a jarring photo staged for maximum effect. Taliban warriors raising their flag in a way that evokes the iconic flag raising at Iwo Jima. Adding insult to injury, they're wearing American military uniforms. Jim Murray with the latest on the mess in Afghanistan. It's the Taliban mocking America. This photo of Taliban fighters hoisting their flag copies the iconic image of U.S. Marines raising old glory on Iwo Jima in World War II. It is one of the most powerful photos in American history and was portrayed in Clint Eastwood's movie, Flags of Our Fathers. Adding further insult, the Taliban are wearing American combat gear head to toe. You have the Taliban mocking our troops in our gear. As the chaos at Kabul airport continues, U.S. troops are doing what they can to offer humanitarian aid, pouring out bottled water for children who've been waiting hours under the baking sun. Look at this soldier cradling a baby in his arms. One youngster got lost in the airport crush. Her desperate loved ones put up this missing poster. Among the lucky ones to get out is an all-girls Afghan robotics team who made headlines in 2017 when they competed in a robotics contest in Washington. Allison Renault, who lives in Oklahoma and met the girls in 2019, helped arrange for their flight. They're safe. That was the number one goal, was to get them to a safe and secure place. Also now on safe ground, CNN reporter Clarissa Ward, who had many tense moments in her fearless reporting from Kabul. They've just told me to stand to the side because I'm a woman. She got an evacuation flight 
and is now back with her kids and her husband in France, where they live. It was absolutely a wonderful feeling to hug my little boys. She choked up as she told her colleague, Brian Stelter, that her translator had also managed to escape. He was on the edge of tears and we're trying to comfort him and tell him it's going to be okay. But thank God he got on the plane. Meantime, Joe Biden's poll numbers have dropped dramatically since the Afghanistan pullout. New polls from CBS News and NBC News show his approval ratings have fallen to 50 and 49 percent, respectively. Today is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's last day in office following his resignation in that sexual harassment scandal. And his last actions aren't likely to win him any fans among dog lovers. The governor reportedly left behind his rescue dog. First, he's accused of abandoning good judgment. Now he's accused of abandoning his dog. Governor Andrew Cuomo allegedly left his dog Captain behind when he moved out of his residence at the governor's mansion in disgrace. Captain is described as a high-strung mix of shepherd, Siberian, and Malamute. He has nipped a few people since Cuomo adopted him in 2018. Plus, he's apparently not house-trained. Cuomo is trying to give the dog away, but no luck yet. A member of his staff recently took the dog home for a few days, but decided Captain was too much dog to handle. A spokesman for Cuomo vehemently denies the dog is getting ditched, saying, Captain is part of the governor's family, and for your nameless, ill-informed source to imply they've been trying to give him away is untrue. Today is Cuomo's last day in office, following his resignation in the wake of the sexual harassment scandal involving 11 women. He made his farewell address to the state, at noon today. The truth will out in time. Of that, I am confident. Cuomo's top aide says he is exploring what he'll do next, but says, quote, he has no interest in running for public office again. This horse was all saddled up and ready for her first race, but apparently thought she didn't need a jockey to win it. It's the start of the big race, and number four, a filly named Bold and Bossy, is ready to make her racing debut. Then this happens. She butts her jockey off, making a run for it. Right out of the track, she goes onto the highway in Henderson, Kentucky. Drivers couldn't believe what they were witnessing. What the hell? About 30 minutes later, authorities were able to track her down. It was a remarkable blessing and can't believe it because she was not seriously hurt. In fact, she has one little scrape. Yeah, well, that was when they caught her. Bold and Bossy's day went from bad to worse because after she got back to the barn, the barn caught on fire. The horse suffered some minor burns. Next, 165 days on a ventilator at death's door after contracting COVID. It's nothing short of a miracle that he's here. Plus, the daughter who can't stop annoying her mom. Mom. What? Mom. What? Mom. What? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, 
As an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. For the person battling COVID, being placed on a ventilator is not a good sign. The mortality rate for COVID patients on ventilators is between 50 and 65%. This man was on one for a record 165 days. And incredibly, he beat the odds. Here's Amber Cagliano. This man is recuperating after an extraordinary life or death battle with COVID that left him on a ventilator for 165 days. 54-year-old Jack Geats fell ill with COVID around Christmas. By January 2nd, he was admitted to the hospital where he remained for more than seven months. His wife, Amy, says she was on the verge of giving up hope and even started planning for his funeral. I was mentally preparing because we we just didn't know. And we weren't given any kind of hope at all. They had pretty much told us that he would never survive this. Jack's daughter, Alicia, actually wrote his obituary. He loved traveling and truly enjoyed life to its fullest. His heart and hugs were as big as his personality and he was always willing to help others. Jack will be deeply missed by all who knew him. How close were you to having to use that obituary? Very close, very, very close. Jack has no memory of being on the ventilator, but he does remember having vivid dreams. One in particular was an adventure with his brothers. My brothers were flying a plane and we were overseas and they pushed me out of a plane on a rooftop. Jack's family was there the entire time, filling his hospital room with photos and cards in the expectation that if he woke up, he would be surrounded by love. Can you say I love you? Now he's finally back home. He lost over 100 pounds and his body is very weak. He struggles to walk, eat food and breathe. There's still possibilities. I may not make it. You're not out of the woods till you're out in the woods and I'll be in the woods for as long as up to another year and a half because of the damage that's been done to my respiratory from the COVID. 165 days on a ventilator, a remarkable feat of medicine and a patient's determination to live. Jack says he plans on getting that vaccine just as soon as the doctors give him the go ahead. Still to come, the daughter who can't stop annoying her mom. Mom. What? Mom. What? Mom. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I once asked my then little boy if he was trying to annoy me. He said, Mom, I'm a kid. That's my job. Well, annoying this woman has turned her daughter into a viral phenomenon. 
She's the mom who got pranked by her daughter who locked her out of the car. You have to dance. Dance for what? <laughs> for me to unlock the door. Carrie. Mom's half-hearted dance isn't enough, so daughter makes her do it again. The mom and daughter are now viral sensations after the prank aired on Inside Edition last week with 9.4 million views and counting. Okay, we were on Inside Edition, the, the TV show. I know what it is, Inside Edition! Daughter Carrie Hyland broke the news to mom Judy in this TikTok video. I watch that show all the time. Well, isn't that just Jim Dandy? The one you made me dance went on national TV. <laughs> That is a national show. How embarrassing. I had to reach out to Judy and Carrie to see how they're coping with their newfound fame. Now you have millions of followers. It's just surreal to me. I, I really don't even have words. It's crazy. Mom. What? The what mom and daughter doing? TikTok videos are pretty funny and have one common theme. Mom. What? Whether mom's cuddled up with a blanket. Mom. What? On the stairs. Mom. Or in the pool in Oklahoma City. Mom, what? Carrie loves to sneak up on mom, and mom always has the same what? startled reaction. What? She does not like to be caught off guard. Uh, she doesn't like to be tricked or pranked. Mom, what? I love you. I love you. <laughs> and we love you too. When we come back, what's making the gorillas run? And finally today, do gorillas really hate the rain this much? Run for cover. Watch as these gorillas at the Oklahoma City Zoo seek shelter. So do gorillas hate the rain? Apparently they do. And that's Inside Edition. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.